0: (laughs) Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio detectives. Our listener support campaign uh, continues. Thanks to everyone for your support. Uh, As I've mentioned before, during the listener support campaign, uh we uh focus on this kind of like pledge drives that have been used in uh, religious broadcasting or public broadcasting. And uh, as is the case throughout the year, all donations of seven dollars or more will we'll send access to our premium site. And all donations of twenty dollars or more will send a free digital download of uh my ebook, all I needed to know, I learned from Colombo. Uh, And one additional gift. Uh, At the $20 level, the available gifts include the great uh, Perry Mason mysteries from uh, Colonial Radio Theater. Rather than being influenced or based on the TV show, these uh, Perry Mason mysteries are based on the novels written by Earl Stanley Gardner. So it gives you a different take on uh, Perry Mason. And we'll send you Perry Milk. Mason in the case of the Velvet Claws, add your request with a donation of $20 or more. Also, if you've previously in the past listened to other Perry Masons, we can send you any of the five available as a digital download. A complete list of all of our thank you gifts and donation levels are available at support.greatdetectors.net. Well, now it's time to get into today's episode of Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Red Death.
2: From New York City, the makers of Clipper Craft clothes for men, and more than twelve hundred leading retail stores from coast to coast, presents Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's immortal character, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. <laughs> this week's story, the adventure. Of the Red Death.
3: Come, Watson, we're off to the docks. but
4: right, you are, Holmes?
3: Not a word to a soul about where we're going. That applies to you also, Mr. Edwards.
5: I shall be absolutely mum, Mr. Holmes.
3: The silence is not so much in your interest as in that of good people of London. Can you conceive of anything more likely to start a horrible panic than the knowledge that tonight a pyromaniac runs amuck in the city's streets? <laughs>
2: You owe it to yourself to look your best, even in the crushing heat of summer. And that's precisely why you should choose a Clippercraft summer suit. When you wear a Clippercraft suit of special, lightweight construction, you keep cool because millions of tiny woven windows afford such perfect ventilation. You look cool, too, because Clippercraft suits are so perfectly tailored, they retain their crispness long after other suits are heat crumpled and saggy. From every angle, a Clippercraft summer suit is a fine investment for only 3375 to 4250. Your Clippercraft suit will be envied by men who pay much more. Clippercraft is one of the greatest values in America because you benefit from the economies of the unique Clippercraft plan, whereby more than 1200 independent merchants from coast to coast pool their tremendous buying power. So look better, feel better, and save money. Look for the Clippercraft label. Dr. Watson, what did you mean when you gave tonight's memoir the title of The Adventure of the Red Dead?
4: Well, it was the type of death criminally administered by a certain gentleman in our story, Mr. Harris. The adventure began at a waterfront cafe by the London docks, which extend from the Tower Bridge to beyond North Woolwich. Mile upon mile, of keys, warehouses, great basins that are bursting shipping from the farthest corners of the earth. At the West India docks, there was a cafe called the Smiling Duchess. It was frequented by men of all the seven seas. In the back room, the owner, Peter Nichols, sat by a huge oaken table in the flickering candlelight, talking to a very attractive young lady named Vicky, who was employed there as a waitress. Is here, Vicky? Yes, Peter, waiting just outside that door.
0: Have much trouble bringing him here? Oh, we acted up now and then. What's to be expected? He's come
4: from a home for the criminally insane, you know. Bring him in. Come in, Captain Webb. Uh,
0: I don't remember this place. Was I ever here before? Now, oh, easy, Captain, easy. Sit down. I don't remember you either. Or this
6: girl. Why was I brought here?
0: The doctors won't ask more questions, will they? No, oh, no, you're out of that place, you see. Now, sit down. I'm Peter Nichols. You remember old Peter, the smiling Duchess now, don't you? Oh, you
6: certainly remember me, don't you? No man that comes here forgets Vicky.
0: I think, Captain, it was just a few years ago. Every time your ship docked here in London, you'd stop by for a swig of rum. Peter Nichols. Oh, yes. Now I know you. You're out of the insane asylum, Christopher West. Can you understand that? Now, listen to me. You're free. We got you out. Me and Vicky. You did? We needed you. We needed your talent. So Vicky spoke with a guard at the asylum. I gave her money. She used her charms. The guard let you out and turned you over to her. Ah,
6: I see. I, I was confused. It, it happened so quickly. I, I'd fallen asleep in a cell. The guard woke me up.
0: You're going to enjoy yourself now, Christopher West. The way you liked her. We're going to find whatever equipment you need, and you're going to start fires for us. Yes,
6: a fire. They wouldn't let me. Most people won't admit the satisfaction, you know, but I do. Did you ever see our man's eyes light up when he sees a fire, I want to see things burn. The flames eating away at the guts of the building till it's a black
0: hulk. Where? When do we start the fire? Soon enough.
6: Why do you want me to start it? Do you like to see things burn? Do you love the flame as I do? Yes,
0: Captain West. That's why. There's a warehouse nearby on Cuba Street by the southwest India dock pier. I want to see it burn. That's why we took you out of that awful hospital.
6: I am grateful for that. You wouldn't let me start fires. And when I can't, I There's, there's pressure in my head. I can't stand
0: it. We need you. You can start fires so quickly, so easily, so surely, and no one will know. When? Tonight, Captain West. Tonight! The equipment, Captain West? Yes, Peter.
6: Oh, I'm ready. Go on. We'll
5: meet you back at the inn. Good. Good. At the inn. Go on, Captain. Start the
0: fire. That's it. Oh, hide behind these bales, Vicky. I'll watch them Wait. Uh, shadows disappearing, see? In the dark there? Now wait. Ah, the flames. See them? Yes, they're spreading quickly. <laughs> A marvelous idea of mine, eh, Vicky? West doesn't know what we'll do now while the fire's blazing. If they suspect arson, they'll chase him, not us. We can always deny having anything to do with him if he talks. He's legally insane. Irresponsible.
2: Please,
0: they're curious
6: now. we better leave. We've part of the job to do now. Come on!
3: Your name
5: is Edwards, sir? George Edwards, Mr. Holmes. I'm the director of the Hampton County Hospital for the Criminal insane. Are you a physician, sir? No, Dr. Watson. Mine is a political post. Which is why I've come here to Baker Street, Mr. Holmes. Just why have you come here? A patient has escaped. Terribly dangerous man. Captain Christopher West. A pyromaniac. He's been responsible for the destruction of millions of pounds worth of property, the hospitalization of hundreds of fire victims,
3: and the death of a considerable number of others. Yes, I see. Why haven't you adopted the ordinary procedure and alarmed the police?
5: If I were to tell the police, Mr. Holmes, there'd be an investigation. My political opponents would charge me with incompetence, and I'd lose my post. You must find this maniac. Will you, Mr. Holmes?
3: Can you describe this, Captain West?
5: I brought our file card, his portrait, and characteristics.
3: Yes. Intriguing. The uh, circumstances of his escape, Mr. Edwards, you've looked into that, I presume? I have, Mr. Holmes. The guard was careless. He left the cell door
5: open. West must have stolen down the hallway and then over the wall. Well, is it a simple matter to climb over your protective wall? Are you gentlemen implying that I've been lax? But
3: well, it's curious, sir, that an escape from a home for the insane, which should be child's play. A glance in the wrong direction by the guard, and the entire city of London's menaced. Curious juxtaposition of facts, Mr. Edwards. Your
5: juxtaposition, Mr. Holmes?
3: Come, Watson, a camp. We're off to the docks. Why the docks, Holmes? Because of this dossier I've read about Captain West. He was a sea captain with a great passenger ship. He was ordered to retire by his firm. He refused. When the firm insisted, he became furious. He desired revenge. He set fire to their ships as they lay in the docks. Yes, but I don't see... He found there was an immense satisfaction in creating fires. He became a pyromaniac, always in the area of the sea, always a fire that threatened a harbor and the ships at anchor there. We're off to the docks, Watson, and Mr. Edwards. Not a word to a soul. I shall be absolutely mum, mister. The silence is not so much in your interest as in that of the good people of London. Can you conceive of anything more likely to start a panic than the fact that tonight, a pyromaniac runs amuck in the city's streets?
2: One of America's proudest traditions is the saga of the staunch clipper ships. These wonderful vessels established honest New England quality everywhere in the world. Today, quality is identified in finer men's suits... By the Clippercraft label, symbol of quality and economy, guarantee of finest tailoring and choicest materials. The fine independent local merchant who sells Clippercraft clothes invites you to inspect his great collection of lightweight Clippercraft suits at only $3375 to $42.50. Compare them with suits costing many dollars more, and you'll agree that never before has there been such value in lightweight summer fabrics, such value in style and workmanship. Undoubtedly, Clipper Craft clothes represent one of America's greatest clothing values. That's why men who know insist on Clipper Craft clothes bearing the Clipper Craft label. So be sure to visit the Clipper Craft store in your city.
3: These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clipper Craft in your suits, sport jackets, and tropicals. In Manhattan, Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th, John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street, in Brooklyn, Abram and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, York. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue.
2: Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, you and Mr. Holmes were dashing to the docks of London to find Christopher West, the escaped pyromaniac.
4: Yes, so we were, Mr. Harris. That night, our carriage raced across the cobblestones by the edge of the water. As the silhouettes of countless ships passed to our right, London's fabulous docks flew past, the giant granaries, the endless acres of bales and packing boxes, the crates of wool and ivory, the pungent odors of oil and coffee spices. Well, Holmes, You know as well as I do that London's docks are forty-five miles long. How shall we find this Captain West? He's already announced his whereabouts, Watson.
3: He has smoke. See it curling up toward the sky from that warehouse on Cuba Street. Well, Jove, he's been here and at work too. Evidently the fire has been extinguished. We shall steal into this warehouse and see what we may see. Stop here, driver, and step down, Watson. Yes, right. Keep the change, driver, and wait here. Now, let us hope that this smouldering ruin has been abandoned except for a watchman or two. Then we may examine this warehouse without incompetent meddling from the police. Therefore, Watson, it will be extremely dangerous. Yes,
4: rotting wood, loose beams, (coughs) this
3: blasted smoke. Yes, keep your handkerchief over your mouth. (coughs) We shall proceed very quietly into this wreckage. Slowly, carefully. The maniac may be hiding here.
4: searched extensively, Holmes. Any clue? I can confirm, Watson, that this fire
3: is of incendiary origin. Most likely, therefore, the work of Christopher West. How can you confirm it? By those dark stains upon the floor. They look like ink. Quite. In carrying his bottle of ink, West spilled a few drops accidentally as he ran. But why ink, Holmes? This ink, Watson, is the type frequently employed for marking purposes at a laundry. Well,
4: I'm more mystified than
3: ever. Certain laundry inks, Watson, contain a compound that may be made highly explosive. So much so that they'll ignite themselves. Of course, assisted by bits of cotton and sawdust or paper, they'll soon create a considerable blaze. This is an empty warehouse. It's most unlikely that laundry ink would be found here unless it were brought in by a saboteur. Look, Holmes, through the window. Another fire. Run, Watson. We must reach that fire. Unless we make haste, we shall never find Christopher West. <laughs>
4: Well, here goes the last of the firemen homes. They've managed to extinguish the second blaze. There'll probably be a third shortly. Yes. Watson, doesn't the geography of these two gutted
3: warehouses strike you as fascinating? The geography homes? Yes. Think of their positions. Then of the fact that both were deserted before the blaze began. Where does that lead you, Holmes? Close to the solution, Watson. Then you
4: know where Christopher West can be found? Not
3: just yet, that may be determined quickly. Yes, but how? By my retiring to the King Neptune, which is at a popular tavern
4: nearby, for a glass of beer. What the devil, Holmes? Hundreds of persons may be trapped and burned alive in the next few hours because this pyromaniac is scurrying about, fiendishly starting fires. you are retiring to a tavern, a glass of beer?
3: Oh, I've no use for the stuff, I assure you. It'll offend my taste. My preference for wine and for a certain vintage cannot be satisfied, however, at the King Neptune. Therefore, I must drink beer. Wait by our carriage, Watson. I shall rejoin you shortly with the exact sight of Christopher West's next attempt.
0: We're doing well, Captain West very well tonight. I'm proud of my work, Peter.
6: Did you see the last warehouse? Like a great kindle in the sky. Let him start another fire, Peter. Just one more. We need mud one more. Ah, right.
0: that's foolish, Vicky. The fire so far will appear to be accidents. At least till we've taken care of our end of this business.
6: We haven't enough, Peter. I want a bit more.
0: A third fire would be too much. You're greedy. You should be content.
6: Greedy am I. After all these years as a grubby waitress... Putting up with anything those drunken sailors did just to sell another glass of beer?
1: Oh, no, Peter,
6: you've a fine idea we're going to see it through for all it's worth.
0: reed has been the ruin of more than one, Vicky.
6: Wouldn't you let him start one more fire? If not for yourself, then for me. Oh, Peter, we can go away together. You, uh, do want to be with me, don't you?
0: Ah, uh, all right, let me get out. Out of London, out of England.
6: That's it. Do you know where the next fire should be? I do. Come, Captain. There yes, should be more fires, Peter. Many more. No, I'm like an artist who hasn't finished an exquisite painting.
0: Now, oh, this way. Quietly and hurry. There we are, Captain. That warehouse. I see it.
6: How will you stop this one? Oh, this candle. And this bucket of lime. Both will leave
0: no trace.
6: They'll be destroyed. i take the candle so, and with one delicate stroke, the magnificence of a great fire is born. <laughs> the lime is clever of me, eh, Vicky? Kerosene leaves an odor. It'd make them suspicious. <laughs> Not lime, though. Now go on, West. We'll see you after. Come on, Vicky. I'm with you, Peter. Now, now I do it again. I'll step into the warehouse... Just lift this window uh, and climb in. Uh, And now, Christopher West, that wonderful moment again. That moment before you start the fire.
4: You're alone,
6: free, no one to disturb you. Uh, A match. Who's there? The, The watchman. Wait behind this post. I see "Who's there?" Here I are, You, adieu. Adieu. you, not My neck! Shut up! go you make a sound, I'll break your neck. I can snap it like this. Over. I'm going to start a fire, and you won't stop me. Uh-huh. You won't live to see that they take me back. I won't go. Back. No. I, I won't start the fire the way I planned, though. I have a much better idea. I'll start it with you. Here, I can hold you and put the candle to your clothes. There. clothes are burning, see? Soon the flames will reach deeper. Your face, your eyes, your hair. Burn! Burn! burn. Oh, stand away from that first one.
3: Your coat, Watson. There's Take one. it off. Smother those flames. I'll keep an eye on West. Right,
4: Holmes, I have my coat. I've uh, the flames.
3: Uh, oh, mercy of God! Thank you.
4: Thank you. Don't
3: attempt to run off, Captain West.
6: But uh, I just wanted to. The watchman, all right, Watson? Yes,
3: Holmes. Yes. Who are you? I am Sherlock Holmes. This is Doctor John Watson. The gentleman before you is Christopher West, an escaped pyromaniac. Glory be. We shall return you to the Hampton Hospital, Captain West. No,
6: I'll never go back. You won't
0: have to go back. Ah. There's a revolver in my hand. Make sure of that.
6: Peter Nichols.
0: Now, don't wait for the revolver in your coat, Dr. Watson. Just stand where you are. You too, Mr. Holmes. You were just in time, Peter. Yes, so I was, Mickey. Come along, Captain. We'll go. All of us. Holmes, he'll,
4: he'll kill us. Oh, no,
0: Dr. Watson. I'm a mite too wise for that. You see, if I know if they ever catch up with me, I'll serve time.
3: I won't hang for murder. You'll serve time, Peter Nichols, for robbing the warehouses adjacent to those where you had West start the fires. Perhaps the robberies haven't been discovered yet, eh? The silks, the perfume, the furs you plan to take during this third fire? they will
0: like a catch-me first, Mr. Holmes. Come
3: on, Captain. Let's get out of here, fast. Run, Vicky.
0: Run.
6: be, aren't you?
3: They're not trying to follow us. Let's go after them, Holmes. Don't touch Watson. He might change his mind and shoot. Just wait. Wait. Now, Watson, your revolver. Take it. <laughs> if they want to play hide and seek in and out of these countless crates and bales along these dots, we'll play their game. <laughs>
4: exhausted, Holmes. My leg.
3: See any sign of them? I saw a glimpse of Vicky's colored dress off to the left by the gangways of the wine boards. Well, let's go in. Very quietly, Watson. They may be concealing themselves behind a stack of wine barrels. I could swear I saw Vicky.
4: Think the three of them are there?
3: Yes. Shall we look? No. They might be waiting for us to do just that. Then they pounce upon us. Now, we take a chance. What do you mean, Holmes? Hard in that direction.
4: Yes, right. Oh, I am. It's gushing from the barrels where I shot. But Peter, the captain, the girl, no sign of them? Oh, yes, you got
3: them. How can you be sure? Look there. Spattered on the base of the barrels, Watson. Blood.
4: you light your pipe and relax into one of your typical Baker Street reveries, from which I do not dare to disturb you. Tell me, how did you know Christopher West would be at the particular warehouse, Are you fat! Will you recall, Watson, my mentioning the geography
3: of the burnt warehouses? Yes, I do. I observed that although each was empty, each was also directly beside another warehouse which contained priceless merchandise. Go on. It occurred to me that this was a maneuver whereby someone... Peter Nichols, as it developed, had deliberately freed Captain West and set him loose to start fires. Peter, who was an old hand at the wards, must have known the West case and the merchandise. The fire, you see, distracted the police. And during the excitement, Peter and Vicky would sneak into the adjacent warehouse and help themselves. Ah, uh-huh, I see. But
4: how did you know exactly which warehouse
3: would be next? Well, you recall I left you to visit the King Neptune Tavern. By drinking a beer with a the seaman there... It was a simple matter to listen to their eternal gossip and to determine which warehouse had recently received a shipment of highly-priced goods. That indicated the spot where West would most probably strike next.
4: Oh, she knows. Why do these things seem so utterly obvious? Uh, after you've explained them.
3: Because weak minds are like a microscope, magnifying trifling things, but unable to receive the larger ones. However... For your humble servant. Elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary.
2: Well, Dr. Watson, the Red Death was a gripping adventure. Uh, what became of Edwards, the director
4: of the asylum? Well, he was innocent enough, Mr. Harris. He discharged the guard bribed by Vicky and Vicky, of course, received long prison sentences. And Christopher West was safely returned to the hospital.
2: Well, Dr. Watson, you know, usually at this time, I ask you what you've planned for next week, and we look forward eagerly to another exciting adventure with you and Mr. Holmes. But I'm very sorry to say that we've reached the end of our current series, Doctor.
4: Yes, that's right, Mr. Harris. Uh, someone is with us again. Time for all of us to go scooting off on our vacations. So I regret that we shan't be together... For a while.
2: Well, we'll be waiting for you, Dr. Watson. These evenings with you and Holmes have been most
4: enjoyable. Well, thank you, Mr. Harris. And our thanks also to the makers of Clippercraft Clothes. May I wish you and yours a pleasant summer holiday?
2: The makers of Clippercraft Clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you the last in the current series of broadcasts. Featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories were based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes was played by John Stanley, and Dr. Watson by George Spelman. This week's story was written by Howard Merrill, with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. And this is Cy Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: The most comfortable shoe sole in the world. The Neolite sole. Light? It's light as leather. Smart? It's smart as leather. And where it outwears leather two to one. For men, women, children. Get the Neolite Soul. Step on it. WOR New York, seven ten on your diet.
1: Welcome back. Uh you know, I am not to nitpick Holmes's solution too much. Uh but I kinda wonder what would have happened if the uh if the warehouse uh he had named had uh you know, a bunch of warehouses around it. It might have complicated the uh, conclusion of the case. But at any rate, that brings to a close the John Stanley run uh, as Sherlock Holmes. And uh program would be back next season with ABC and a different sponsor, but I believe one that will be familiar to uh, some of our long-time listeners. With that, let's turn to listener comments and feedback. Uh, received an email from Kevin. Says, hi again, Adam. I hope just because it seems you're reading fewer listener comments these days, that doesn't mean you're getting less of them. Uh, but I know know how one can get busy and not always take the time to write a note, so I'm trying to catch up a bit. Well, thanks a lot, Kevin. And uh, I... Try to read everything we get, so there's been a decline a little bit, and I will say the Dragnet uh, podcast tended to get uh, more comments uh, than the uh, Detective uh, uh, podcast in terms of email and such, even though there was only one episode of that a week. He continues, uh, as you know, I've been enjoying your podcast for quite a while. Thank you again for all the time and work you put into them. Uh, I very much enjoyed not only the shows, but your commentary as well. Uh, The last two A Life in Your Hands episodes contained something I'd never heard before. Any idea why the phrase, this is a partially transcribed by Bell production, uh, would have been used? I suppose Bell would be the telephone company who provided network lines and transcription, perhaps. But why the need to indicate partially transcribed in this case? As to that, I've never heard Bell referred to either, but I know they provided services, unless I'm completely off base uh, about who Bell is referring to. Well, I'm not sure myself, uh, but I don't think it'd be the telephone company. Bell, I think, is a common name and production uh, company as opposed to a telephone company. Partially transcribed uh, is kind of an interesting state of affairs. There, part of the show was pre-recorded, and part of it uh, is handled live. I guess there could be some convenience to, uh, for that, depending on the schedule of uh, Carlton Cadell. I suppose it's possible they could have recorded the scenes involving the murdered man, and that part would have been transcribed. But the part with Carlton Cadell may have been actually performed live. Or, as Jimmy Durante would say, vice versa. Uh, there was a similar... um Uh, label on early television shows. I've watched a lot of episodes of uh, CBS's uh, Climax, and they had uh, one episode where they said that part of it had been pre-recorded. So part of it live, part of it recorded, I guess, based in that case on the complexity of the scene. Kevin uh, continues, Although I'm having difficulty with the Stanley Spellman series of Sherlock Holmes, I'm still in ways to... How, well, Spellman, i.e. Wendell Holmes, does it plain British. I became familiar with him through X-1, among other things, and this is quite a different role for him. I still wonder, though, if I would have liked both of them much better with someone else doing the writing. All the same, thanks for plowing through and presenting them to the end. I sometimes get the feeling that everyone involved in the show, from announcer to actors to audio engineers, writers, even... Alfred Berman and his music were really getting tired of Clippercraft and its dictates. Although Stanley was never my favorite, I seem to remember his early Clippercraft shows being better. But perhaps I've forgotten. Anyway, just my musings for what they're worth or not worth. Uh, thank you again very much. You know, I think it does kind of vary. To be honest, to me, the, uh, first few episodes of, uh, this, uh, season, Um, really, I think, were the weakest of the series. It it did seem to get a little bit better uh, toward the end. And, of course, this season did actually see improvement of ratings. Uh, The 1947-48 series, with the earlier uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, stories, uh, pulled in a 5.3 Hooper rating. Uh, This season was up to 6.6 nowhere close to the 10.9 it enjoyed the last season that Basil Rathbone was on the show or even the 8.5 uh, when uh Nigel Bruce remained behind with Tom Conway but certainly an improving number overall and i guess uh a gentleman had emailed us about advertising on the show and uh, Sherlock Holmes actually is our most downloaded series despite all the issues with uh, writing, uh, etc. And uh, there was also that uh, award received from the Baker Street uh, regulars in the United States. There was some popularity for it, but I couldn't help but think... I th- there might be something to it on some of these programs, because, you know, you're in New York, you have Broadway, you have so much quality um, uh, theater going on that... Um, it's really, uh, hard for actors not to know if they're not, you know, if they're not performing in quality work. Alright, well, we have, uh, one more question and then we will wrap up for today. Greg asked regarding my page, uh, the big list of, uh, detective shows. I really want to know how you labeled this posting the big list of detective shows. Um well, Greg, you take a look at the list of, uh, Radio detective shows. It is both exhausting, you know, exhaustive and exhausting. Um and uh so many um uh so many on that list. Uh, I wanted to convey that this is, you know, a huge list. There are a lot of shows there. Um a lot of shows we're considering uh, doing. A few shows we've decided I uh, would rather not uh deal with, Uh, and so thus the big list of uh, detective shows is born. Uh, You can take a look at our current big list at biglist.greatdetectives.net for a list of all the shows that uh, we're doing, not doing, thinking about doing, Uh, got to listen to more episodes, and really that got to listen to more episodes category has gone down to some shows that uh, have relatively few, you know, two or three episodes out there. And I'm kind of savoring them because I almost hate the idea of, okay, I've listened to and I'm aware of every uh, radio detective show in existence. Because that means no more to discover. So, uh, that that list of, I don't know, shows is slowly dwindling as we uh, add shows both ways. All right, well, that'll do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then join us back next Thursday. We will have a uh, new Sherlock Holmes and Ben Wright. In the meanwhile, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives. And uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.